0: Welcome back to officially unofficial. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the Fall American, Johnny Junta, and we are here with a very special guest. He is the number four ranked prospect for the Toronto Blue Jays. Is that good? You tell me, Simeon Woods Richardson. What's going on, big dog? How you doing, brother? How you doing? How you doing? What's Thank up? you for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. This is big no time, problem, man. Thanks for having me. On. And we're 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 a Toronto show. Humble brag here. I'm going to pump my tire. To start off. We've had. Out of the top four Blue Jays prospects, we've had three of them. So shout out to me, congrats to me. We've had Nate, we've had Groshans. And we've had you. So like I said, this is big time for the brand. You love to see it, yes, sir. You obviously you didn't get drafted by the Toronto Blue Jays. You were a part of that Marcus Stroman trade. Where were you when you kind of found out that you're not with the Mets anymore?
1: I was on a two lane road in the middle of Florida with my parents. <laughs> Stopped at a gas station. And what happened? And well, I was in the car, and then uh, a random, like, Mets news reporter texted me. It was like, hey, uh, can you confirm your name's been in the draft? And I was like, uh, not that I know of. And then arrived for that phone call after phone call after phone call after phone call. I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> and then, so they tell me I got traded. And then, so literally, we pulled off at, a like, a two-lane road. Luckily, with my parents. Had everything packed with me. And they were like, "Hey, you got loop back around and meet the team in Fort Myers." And I was like, "Okay." I was on the way to go make a spot start in Haye, and then I got the call and turned right back around.
0: Yeah, and honestly, man, it's just a complete different organization going from the Toronto Blue Jays. To, from the New York Mets. New York Mets have been a long, around for a really long time, very historic organization. What was that adjustment like to you, and what is the kind of the difference you can see from the Toronto Blue Jays compared to the New York Mets?
1: Yeah, well, I had, a, I had a great teammates, great guys from the Mets, and I still have good friendships to this day. But what really, really helped is knowing those guys from the Houston area. You had Casey, you had Jordan, you have Clough. You have all these guys that I've played with or played against all my life. Yeah. And then so it was kind of comforting knowing I have home away from home on this team. So it was easy. It was really easy to transition. Casey made it really easy. All the guys made it, like Adam, Clough, Grosh, all the guys made it real, really, really easy on the transition. And just like being a family, you know, they preach and like get to know your teammates, get to know. And like that real that real team commodities right there, that real team chemistry is there, and there's no denying it.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And we and we're a big Jordan Groshans pod. Obviously, we had him on. He's my guy, he's a friend of the show. What, tell me the funniest story you have of Jordan Groshans? Because I'm gonna clip this, I'm gonna put it on Instagram. We're gonna get it going a little bit, create some interaction with our guy. Funniest story.
1: Or just what's something I, funny about I think, Jordan? I think I think when he came to Rochester. We were in Rochester. He was a little late from the bus, and he had to run to the stadium. And we, all the guys we thought it was a good joke. And we put all his stuff in center field. And we put, like, a makeshift chair there. We put his cleats there. We put everything. He got there. He was livid. He was, where's my stuff? Where is this? Where is that? But knowing it was all a joke, he started laughing at them, but – at the at the that was probably the was funniest moment I had with Groshan.
0: and and let's go into the baseball with him for a second. How nasty yeah. is how nasty is Groshans, man? I mean, I see videos of this guy; it gets me going. He launches baseballs. It just it's crazy. Yo, this dude can flat out hit, man. And he could hit
1: in high school too. Like he would put on shows in high school, and I, I could vouch for him because like I seen it in high school. So it's like I've seen this kid hit. I've seen this dude hit, and he just puts on shows. <laughs> His
0: glove is amazing.
1: He's just an all around great baseball player. He knows the game, he knows his IQ. He's only going to get better, and that's the scary part,
0: dude. The Jays and I, people like, I always say this obviously the Jays are going to be so nasty in a couple years. Like, I it's just thinking about that lineup, thinking about me being at the Rogers Center, blackout drunk in the 500 levels, watching my guys, watching you pitch. It just gets me going. Like, that's the thing that I'm looking forward to is watching you guys there maybe getting kicked out of the game like I usually, I sometimes do. That's what I'm looking forward support. to.
1: We need the screaming. <laughs> we need the yelling. I need to hear it out there. Yeah, man. And, and
0: I don't know if you've seen it, but, like, when, when the Jays were in the playoffs, it's a scary place to play. It's, like, scary hours.
1: The only – the video I know is when Batista hit the bomb, and that place was electric. Yes. Yeah. Like rattle.
0: <laughs> it wasn't. It, it wasn't. Funny story about that. I actually bought tickets to that game. I'm like, I think I was like, I think I was like 18, 19 years old. I bought tickets to that game. I spent $550 for tickets. The tickets ended up going down in price. And I look at the schedule. I'm like, oh shit. Like, I'm in Arizona playing in the fall classic in Arizona. Like that's that's that October showcase tournament. I couldn't even go to the game. I sold the tickets for $300 less. So shout out to me. Hopefully I get that money back sometime soon when you guys make it again. But yeah, man, just talking about that, like the, what's going on in the Jays minor league system. It's just how nasty is that minor league system? And who's a couple guys that you think are flying under the radar that should get more recognition in, in that, uh, in the Toronto blue Jays system. I, I,
1: we have a nasty group of guys we're all hungry and that's the killer part we have hitters we have pitching like we have it and we're all eager enthusiastic and we're all like we're all young but we're all hungry and we're all knowledgeable of the game and we want more you know yeah and that good core of guys like we're ready for it but to answer your question i think joey murray is a under he's i think underrated. he's been brought up
0: before i think so i but think he, yeah but,
1: I think he's gonna be one of those guys. He's sneaky, he has one of the visible fastballs, man. It's it's impossible
0: to hit. Yeah, dude. I dude. I, I think Roshan said him. I think was he with you guys in Toronto like in spring training he, 2.0? He was. Yeah, okay. So I think Roshan said him. And I've heard a couple things about this guy. Kevin Smith, I think, also brought him up to me. So invisible. I mean, how and being a pitcher. Talk about this. How hard do you think it is to be a hitter, man? It must – it's insane. Being a hitter
1: in high school, I used to love it. I was a two-way guy. Yeah. So, I used to love it. But I give those hitters so much props now, what they do professionally. They do it day in and day out. And their routine, their schedule is ridiculous. Yeah. Pitchers have it easy. We go toss. We go do our conditioning. But hitters, they do fielding. They hit. They do drills. They early work after the cage work. It's they do a lot, yeah. So I commend them, and they see different types of art angles. They have to pick up. I, I I commend them.
0: And you mentioned high school here, and we're gonna. And obviously, I have a little bit of a bone to pick with you because, okay. I mean, you were committed to the University of Texas. We're a pro University of Texas podcast. Blair Hanley, Nolan Kingham, Chase Sugar, <laughs> all these guys. How hard was that for you to say no to the Hookem University of Texas Longhorns and and go into the draft and get drafted and sign and just kind of become a pro right out of high school
1: it was hard it was hard for me because I knew me my parents knew mentally I was ready for it I was ready to take that next step and I was mature enough to handle myself but it was hard because Texas was like a second home to me I still go to Austin I love Austin like I I love the atmosphere I felt like we could change the program There was a really good group of guys when I was coming in you had Kingham. You had all those guys. So it wasn't <laughs> – we could have went somewhere, you know. We could have did something with the team. But, hey, the Mets called and I made yeah. my decision when I had to, you And you
0: secured the bag. Like, people forget that. You secured, secured the bag. Hey. <laughs> no, man. And and that pitching staff at Texas would have been the most unfair thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, Chase Sugar, nasty. Nolan Kingham, nasty. You, nasty. Blair. It would have been idiotic to go in the face a
1: I know, and that's the thing. Kingo was like, "Man, you gotta come, man. You gotta <laughs> come. You have to."
0: Yeah, no. It, it the universe, of Texas, man. It it sucks when you're a school that big and you're recruiting guys that are so good out of high school you kind of rarely get these nasty, nasty guys like yourself. Yeah, you kind of rarely get, get them. Yeah, they get, they get drafted so high, man. And, mm-hmm. you, and we mentioned you secure in the bag here. What was the dumbest thing you bought with that money? With, I'm not going to mention the money. We'll, we'll, we'll let the fans look it up.
1: I don't think I bought anything done with my money.
0: Really? Not
1: one yeah, thing? honestly. Not one thing. Okay. I don't regret any purchases I have. I'm really, really smart with my money. I have no, like, I have no problem with any purchases I've made. What was the
0: biggest thing you bought then? Probably my car. What, what whip are we talking here? Like, what's the, what's the car sitting on the woods? What car are you uh, whipping around in? I have a
1: Mercedes C63 S. Coupe. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, dude, that's going to look good in Toronto, downtown Toronto. We're going to be whipping around looking like a club promoter or some shit. But I also have a
1: truck. <laughs> uh, I have my baby. She's my truck, and I, I'm from Texas, so Texas boys got to have the truck. So, yeah, I got my Dodge Laramie. OK, so,
0: so what car would you bring down to Toronto when you get that call up? You're bringing the Mercedes to be a little flashy or you're bringing the truck uh, I, down?
1: I don't know if I'm bringing any vehicle up to be. I might walk there. Yeah, how close depending how close everything is. But I really I haven't really decided which one I'm going to bring yet.
0: Yeah, well, I, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out maybe. This we'll is what we'll do. Hypothetically speaking, That's what we're going to do because I'm a semi Woods registered guy now. I am gonna fly down to Texas. Whatever car you want me to pick up, I'll drive it all the way back to Toronto for you, free of charge. Just that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do, because I'm okay. your guy now.
1: <laughs> okay. That's we'll what, get something working.
0: We'll get we'll get it all figured out, man. We'll get it all figured we'll out. Figure it out. And speaking of that, you get drafted second round out of high school. We didn't talk about the emotions that kind of went into that. Being a guy from I believe you went to high school in Sugarland, Texas, right? I did. So getting drafted second round out of Sugarland, Texas this is a two-parter Were you looked upon as a god at your school and what was the emotions going into saying holy shit man i just got drafted second round of the major league draft
1: um to answer your first question my stats were pretty well in high school <laughs> i had really 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 well games um and i would have games where i hit bombs and i would pitch so okay. that was fun okay but Yes. I think I was the first player from my school to get drafted at a high school. So I was happy that I made history there. So that's something that's very, very important to me. And it's very meaningful to me and the emotions that went behind draft night, it was pure. It was pure emotion. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings right off of highway six, right down the street from my school, (laughs) had a couple of guys, had family there. We watched the draft. I had a bunch of guys getting in the draft, had a bunch of friends. So we went to go watch them. I get a call. And it was just, there's a video and it was just pure emotion at that point. It was uh, just pure
0: emotion. We, we need to get a hold of this video because I need to see it. I need to see it. But <laughs> okay. you mentioned the high school stats. And Blair Henley, I think he talked about this on episode. I'm trying to remember what episode. He had, I think it was three consecutive no hitters in high school, which is just the dumbest stat I've ever heard in my life. What? Give us a stat that you had in high school that it's like this guy is cheating and MLB the show.
1: I had 17 Ks. one game 17 k's or the game i went 16 k's with two for three with two bongs
0: (laughs) that is just idiotic that is idiotic (laughs) stuff man i mean i could even imagine that in my wildest dreams i i probably i'm so bad at the game of baseball i was so bad in juco i can't even imagine doing what you just did there and (laughs) when you have those kind of moments though are you just are you just like i what am i doing here man i'm disgusting at the game of baseball
1: I was just like, "Damn, this is a good game." I was
0: like, "This is one of my better
1: games I've had."
0: Were you were you known around the high school as that guy, like that baseball guy that everyone knows he's going to go, he's going to go big time?
1: After sophomore year, yes,
0: yes, you were. Is yeah, that so?
1: After after sophomore year, I believed that I could, and it just took off from there.
0: So was that when you kind of realized? I am a dog at the game of baseball. I'm way I'm better than majority of the kids I'm watching on this field. I I think
1: it helped because I had a really big growth spur at the time. And I gained a bunch of weight and it just hit perfectly for me. I got blessed, you know, and everything just sunk up and, I think that's the moment where I started taking it really, really seriously. Like, hey, I could I could do this as a job now.
0: Yeah. No, it just, it, it's just – it's that grill spurts crazy because I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm, like, probably f- I'm in between 5'10 to 6'4. I fluctuate around mm-hmm. uh, depending mm-hmm. on the shoes I'm wearing, flats, oh, stuff yeah, like that. But, uh, no, man, I mean, those stats you're talking about in high school to me is just the most – idiotic shit ever are they so let me give you a scenario here when i go back if i go into sugarland texas i ask one of your high school teachers about simeon woods richardson are they saying giving me legends like you see that that cornfield over there simeon richardson put a ball over that or or just idiotic stories from you are they telling me that yeah they actually are jesus man i mean so you're you're when you go back there i, I always say i said this to blair henry are you signing babies' foreheads like are you are you the no, god there
1: i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a normal dude i go back i actually help practices like I, I help kids i go over there to throw like i'm still very active over there so they see my face a lot and it's almost normality now it's nothing
0: superstars like none of that yeah i'm a
1: regular dude that come and get my stuff done and i help kids and We call it a day.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I just thought about this question that I I I brought. I sometimes bring up to high school prodigies like yourself. When was the first time that you hit ninety, and how did you find out? What was your emotions, and and at what age were you?
1: I was I was in soft I was sophomore year actually junior year. Okay junior year i hit 92 i didn't hit 90 hit 92 okay
0: you skipped a couple miles or, an hour yeah okay. i
1: skipped a couple yeah it was during a, like a random showcase in a bull a, in a bullpen in san marcos okay yep. i actually remember the actual pitch i was like oh that one felt good and, and they're like 92 and i was like oh
0: shit holy shit like, yeah and and sugarland's kind of a small town right so those it, it yeah small? so those high schools around there some of these kids are probably just they just want to play high school baseball right so how did you know, like compare yourself to, let's just say, the, the big talents in Texas, like Jordan Groshans? Was there showcases well, we you had, went to?
1: Well, yeah, there's showcases that we had in Houston when we had like the national area guys that were really good. But also, like in high school, my sophomore and junior year, we had at least three to four prospects. We had Cole Turney, who was a hitter my sophomore year, and we had a guy that gave drafted to the Indians – and we had a couple of guys that get drafted. We had a bunch of D one guys, so the competition was actually really, really good.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I'm from I'm from Canada, as I said. And when I picture Texas high school baseball, I picture if you throw like mid 80s in high school, you're a bum. Is that what it's kind of like there? Because I mean, a guy like you, you said you're it's, a it's junior throwing 90. It's
1: it's power arms, and who can hit the ball 500 feet in Texas?
0: Okay, okay. Who's who, who's like a legend that you kind of looked up to? Playing in Texas, a guy that's like a, like like yourself, like an urban legend around Sugarland.
1: There's so many though. That's the crazy part. I, I I played with a bunch. I played with Matthew Thompson growing up, the pitcher for the White Sox organization. Yeah. Me and him were really really close brothers. But someone I looked up to was probably more my coaching staff more than anything. Okay. It, it really wasn't players. It was coaching staff. So I had Adam Dunn as a coach. So pardon
0: me, Adam Dunn. Yeah, Adam yeah, Dunn.
1: I Adam Dunn is. I had Adam Dunn as a coach, so looking up to him was pretty cool.
0: Okay, that guy. And when I think of Adam Dunn, I just think of this gigantic freak of nature who just launches he's baseballs. Absolutely, you're absolutely correct. He, <laughs> he still <laughs> does it to this day. So he, he, did he get any live abs against you? Maybe to kind of show that he still has it. No, but he threw BP to me. He can't throw BP. Okay, he just can't. <laughs> he's he not throws, a BP guy. Sinkers and cutters. No, he's not. Okay, but no. I, I
1: but he he can still hit the ball probably 450 if he wanted to.
0: Yeah, and I could definitely I I I'd definitely put I'm a gambling guy so I definitely put money on Adam Dunn being able to hit a ball 450. I mean, he is a yeah. scary scary creature man. Yeah,
1: but he's well, a big teddy bear though. Yeah,
0: man. he he I, I love Adam Dunn too. But let's go off the field here. Obviously, you've been quarantining. You've been yeah. just not playing baseball. What have you been kind of up to, man? You playing Warzone? You golfing? Like, what's the deal here? A little bit of
1: everything, man. I like playing Warzone with the boys. You know, we get on Warzone. I play Plunder, though. I don't play Warzone. Okay, I'm a different game mode guy. Okay, um, But, you know, I actually like taking trips. I like to travel. When I'm at home. I like taking little road trips. I don't, I don't like to really stay inside the house. I like going to do things. I like, I like going to the ranch. I like going fishing, you know, cooking. I'm, okay. I like doing different hobbies.
0: So you're, you're like, I mean, you're just an electric guy. You can't stay inside. Yeah. You can't be doing that yeah. kind of stuff. And you just are naturally nasty at the game of baseball. And when you were with the Mets, you played with a team that, I don't know, I'm iffy about this. I wanted to get your background on their jerseys, the Fireflies. What are your thoughts on the Fireflies jerseys that I'm convinced they, if you want to go glow-in-the-dark bowling, you could wear this jersey. It just it looks like it's meant for They
1: They weren't that bad. I kind (laughs) of like the highlighter look because I had a glove with highlighter stitching on it. So it was fine with me. It was fine. I had to make sure the glove matched the Jersey. Okay. But, but I made the Jersey look nice. So it wasn't a problem.
0: All right. And then you're with Dunedin now, or you were with Dunedin last year. What Mm -hmm. was Dunedin like? Because I I believe they kind of fixed their facilities down there. Right. So it looks a little bit. They were in the
1: process of fixing the facilities and we played at Jack Russell. Well, I don't even know what which whoa. was a great It's an alternative site. It's kind of a better high school field, but it was a graveyard though, so pitchers loved it.
0: Okay. Um
1: we played there and I only got to play there about a couple of times.
0: Okay. I mean you had a 2.54 ERA, I believe, right? I don't know if that's correct. I don't know if you looked that up, which is pretty good. I mean I'll take a two five four ERA, but and I wanted to talk about the hype for a second because obviously the Jays are one of the most hyped teams in baseball right now. You got these young guys, Bo, hopefully future guest of the show, Groshans, all these guys. What is that kind of like? Just taking a step back and looking at that lineup, looking at that pitching staff, looking at what the Jays could be, and just wh- what's that like, man? Just especially being a guy that's going to be a part of it someday. Scary. It is. It's
1: scary to see. It's scary to see how much talent we have. Like you say, if you just take a step back and just look, it's it's ridiculous. Oh, it's just man. scary. That's probably the best word I can use. is just scary. You just be ready for it.
0: Oh, dude! It's and you got Nate Pearson, our guy. Then you got Anthony K, who you got just traded electric. with. Electric. Yeah. That's
1: what I'm saying. We're just electric. Just and be ready.
0: What's AK like? Because AK, I believe, actually, I believe AK, I think we're getting AK on sometime soon uh, because uh, we've had a, one of his old teammates on. But what's AK like, man? Because he looks like you know, he's a big on social media. He likes doing all this kind of stuff. What is he like off the field? Oh, he's a great guy.
1: And we're talking about AK, Alec we are no, we're talking about AK. Anthony,
0: Anthony K. K. Anthony K. Oh, that's
1: a great guy. Anthony K. And the thing is, you'll like if you look at him. We if you look at him, you'll never think he could throw 97. <laughs> you know, you, his you body. It, yeah, we I, we mess around with him and he he jacked like it's nothing serious, but we're like he's just a pudgy old lefty. He like, <laughs> but he, he's disgusting.
0: And he's hilarious. He's Dude, disgusting. He's nasty. He's he's so good. I, I, I he And the thing that I like about him is, is he's kind of taking embracing that kind of Trevor Bauer role where he's tweeting mm-hmm. at fans and all that kind of stuff. Is that how he was like with you on the Mets? Because obviously I didn't really know who he was when he was on the Mets. But it, has he always been kind of like this? I don't know, to be honest. If if he's picked it up, good for him. I really don't
1: know. I think he was more of a quiet guy, and once you get to open up and talk to him, then he starts branching out. But I think he's starting to open up a whole lot.
0: Yeah. No, he he seems like he's an electric guy. But this is something that I actually wanted to bring, because this this episode will be dropping in a couple weeks. But last weekend, it was Halloween. I creeped you on Instagram. I believe you were Forrest Gump. What an electric costume. And I'm going to say this. Top two movie ever with Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump up there, one, two. I might get roasted for that, but let's talk about that. What went into that Halloween costume? And where, and what where, where, what happened? How did you even think of that? Because that's an electric Halloween costume. <laughs> I
1: just, I've always loved Forrest Gump, you know? Yeah. I've always watched it, and... I kind of saw a Halloween costume. And I was like, I got to do it. <laughs> so I found like this this little wig. It was like a Thor wig from like the movie Thor. I had that wig. Yeah. I had the bubble gump hat. I did everything. And when I put the caption, I was like, okay, the caption has to be the most basic, generic Forrest Gump phrase okay. ever. Yeah. You know? And luckily I had my beautiful Jenny right next to me. And there
0: it is. I, the night was great. There it is. What? I mean, just electric. And wait a second. How? I'm how are you younger than I am? Because I'm, I'm a 97. Oh, you're a 2000. I'm a baby baby. You're 2000. So you can't even legally drink. You hate to see it. Yeah. I mean, what I'm going to wait, when's your birthday here? We got September 27th. September. So you got some time so you can legally walk into a bar and have a drink with the yeah. boys. How much I does do. that suck? Because I know in the, in the low A in the trenches, especially when you get to Lansing, we love Lansing, big Lansing lug nuts guys. How much does that suck seeing the guys get after it at the bar, just have a couple of drinks with each other, and you're there like, man, I'm not even 21 yet? It sucks. <laughs>
1: it sucks sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, It sucks sometimes, yeah. but it's like, hey – I'll, I'll be there sooner or later, you know,
0: for sure. And and think about this. You're drafted to a team where the drinking age is 19. So you're chilling over here, buddy. You're chilling. I'm chilling. I have yeah. nothing to worry about. You do have nothing to worry about. And you, and I believe, like you said, you were with the blue Jays for the second spring training. What was that kind of experience like? Because there was, you were there, right? I'm, I'm not an idiot.
1: I was, and I, it was a weird process before the quarantine happened. Yeah. Because we all we were getting ramped up. We were all ready. And then all of a sudden we had to shut down. So that process was really hard on us because I know we just got there like a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. I think we we're like two weeks into the camp. Yeah. And it, it was really good because guys were getting after it. Atmosphere was great. We could tell we were ready for season. It was a different atmosphere than the time I was with the team. And we came back, and we we're all hungry already. And then that kind of pause. Broke everybody up and we all went home, so we haven't really all connected in a while. So this is some guys being back after, a, after the quarantine. So I haven't really reconnected with some of these guys since spring training.
0: Yeah, so it was so when you when you guys go to the Rogers Center when they went to the Roger Center, what was that kind of like? I mean. When you're pitching in an empty Rogers Center that fits fifty-five thousand people, you're 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 in the I, the cool thing about this is is you're playing big league talent, right? You got Bobuchet, mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. Vladie in the other dugouts. What was that like? Because that's pretty much a major league debut, kind of man. You're playing it, big it, league talent. It
1: was it was the same exact feeling. I still had the same adrenaline that I would just stepping onto the field.
0: You yeah. know, it was, it was just,
1: have, just having that dream just stepping on to stepping onto the field and then using that field as my playground, using it to do drills, using just to get comfortable being on the field. I loved every second of it. And having those guys in the dugouts in the weight room, it's like, dang, this is actually really, really happening. Yeah. You and- have team meetings and it's like, damn, it's like you have Bobachette right next to you, you have Vladdy right next to you, you have Pearson right next to you, you have all these guys next to you. And it's like, you try to soak all of it in.
0: No, for sure. And It's a very underrated. The Rogers Centre is a very underrated stadium because you got the CN Tower in the in the background, right? It's a yeah. When the when the dome's open, it's just it's it's a crazy two different stadiums.
1: It's two different stadiums, open and closed.
0: Yeah, that's what I like about it. it's very underrated, obviously, because it's in Toronto, which is kind of a small market compared to the Yankees, all those kind of areas. But, no, man, it's, it's definitely one of the best at my opinion. I've been to a pretty good amount of stadiums, and obviously I'm biased. But the Rogers Center, to me, man, is definitely up there. There's so many seats, too, dude. Like, is that yeah. what you kind of realize when you step onto the field there. You're like, holy yeah, shit.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of seats. That's one thing I actually – the first thing I noticed.
0: Yeah, and were you guys staying at the hotel in, in the Rogers in, Center? In, yeah, inside the Rogers Center. Okay. What was so, that like? Yeah. That was kind of weird, eh? For, you had a quarantine. You weren't allowed to leave.
1: Yeah, we we were quarantined for 14 days straight. Yeah. Um we couldn't leave. We could only do like Uber Eats. But if we went to the Uber Eats, we had to go pick it up by the elevator. Yeah. So we kind of just went from the hotel to the field and that's it. That's all we did for 14 days straight before we left to go to Buffalo and Rochester. That has
0: to take a mental like a like a mental and physical toll on you, right? I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. It was. You it were just was. you're just like alone. You're not really alone, but you're, you're with the guys, which is kind of cool, but you just have no contact to the outside world physically. It That's, must be tough.
1: Yeah. Luckily, I had an outside view and I had like a, a city view, so yeah. I could look out and somewhat feel out. But like you said, yeah, you're you're in four walls for 14 days just by yourself, and okay. it's like yeah. it, it gets on you for a little
0: bit. It definitely, I couldn't do it, especially a guy like me that just likes to kind of get after it, get out. But what was your first impression of Toronto, man? You step off the, you step off the airplane, you're in Toronto Pearson, and you kind of just look at that skyline. You look at how clean downtown is. What was your kind that's, of impression?
1: Like you said, that's the first thing I noticed, how clean it was. Absolutely no trash on the floor. So clean, it almost looks fake. And
0: I'm like, <laughs> dang. Dude, I, and, and this is our pitch to to Trevor Bauer to come here. The, Toronto is such an underrated place. It's gonna be, they're gonna be nasty in a couple of years, but whatever. If he comes, if he doesn't, whatever. But yeah, man. I mean, it's definitely underrated. And I say this to all the Blue Jays guests, and I'm gonna say it to you because you're my guy now. You're my guy. Okay. Can you guarantee me a, a play a spot on the parade boat? When the Jays win that World Series and you're on the pitching staff, you're getting after it. I need a guarantee because I'm going to clip this and we're going to go into the future. Everyone's guaranteed it. So if you guys don't follow through, I'm going to be heartbroken.
1: Look, if you got the word from everybody else, you're OK with me.
0: OK, there it is. I, and people stay tuned for that. We're going to clip this in like two years. I'm This podcast is going to be buzzing like it like it is. You love to see it. And I'm gonna be on that parade boat, getting mangled with the uh, boys, getting mangled absolutely. with the boys, <laughs> and and we we mentioned that atmosphere, it's wrong. We met we mentioned the fans, everything like that. What's the walkout song for Simeon Woods Richardson? What what are you buzzing out to? It has to be Drake, right? It has to be. Maybe it may not be. What it, is it gonna be?
1: Have, it's probably gonna be Big Papa by Notorious B.I.G. Okay, matters I respect that. One of my one of my favorite songs, and that's kind of what. Got me on the career to baseball,
0: you know. Okay. Um, okay, wait a second. Are you talking about the movie Hardball? I am. Uh, w- this is why you're my guy. We just—that's what I'm talking about. What a movie! And and think about this. Let, 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 if you're listening to the show, close your eyes. Simeon Woods is ru- is running out of that Toronto Blue Jays Rogers Center bullpen door with the Acer sign opening up, and all you hear is the Big Papa song just start buzzing. The fans are getting bananas. I'm blackout drunk, just buzzing, Listen, watching Simeon on the bump. What a scene that's going to be! Doesn't that not just fire you up? Give me goosebumps. And, and, and this is when the Jays are going to be buzzing. So, and you guarantee this when the Jays are good and in the season, when usually there's no fans there, they sell out every single game. And people don't realize that they had when the Jays were good. They had the top three, I think, attendances in all of baseball. They were beat like with the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers. They were number two, I think. It's it's, it's a sight to see. So just prepare for that. Let's do it. I'm ready. Yeah, man. I it, It's definitely – I can't wait for it. Not, obviously, it fires me the hell up. I, I was popping bottles this year when they made the playoffs. <laughs> they had extended playoffs. But, yeah, man, a couple more things here. So this is something I wanted to ask you because just we, we, I didn't ask you about this earlier when we were about Groshan's. What's Groshan's lifetime against you?
1: I got him a couple of times, and he has me.
0: Like, what does he have you? Are we talking nukes or just, like, he doubles?
1: He has a bomb off of me.
0: <laughs> he has a bomb.
1: But he, ha- but he has a couple strikeouts on him.
0: Okay. So So what would you say? Like, let's give an estimation, like, two for six? three for seven three for seven that's uh, okay that's yeah that's a pretty good average. i mean he has to be nasty to be doing that but no that uh, three for seven's not too bad with a couple punchies i'll take a couple punchies <laughs> yeah. on it i'll take a couple so, so it's
1: it's it's back and back it's always back and forth
0: and, and what about our guy like kevin smith what's kevin smith lifetime against you have you got a couple has he got a couple ab's against you
1: he has he has he has a couple doubles off me He's a good hitter, too. He He's a, another he underrated couple, guy. He has a couple punches on me, too, though. He's
0: an underrated guy, man, Kevin <laughs> he, Smith. Yeah,
1: he has some boom. I think it's he his name. And stick. I'll say
0: this. I think it's his name because it's too generic. I told him that. He has to change his name. Kevin Smith, way too generic. His last name should be Kevin King. He His mom's last name is King. I told him, you put King on the back of that jersey. It might add 10 feet to the book. Yeah, jersey, jersey sales are going to skyrocket with King on the back of the jersey. But, yeah, and then you said they got you a couple of home runs. What's the biggest nuke you've given up in minor league baseball? What's the biggest bomb you've given up into Um, who?
1: I probably the bomb was off of Huff. It was off Sam Huff,
0: friend of the show, front of the program, Sir Huffington. You you gave up a nuke to him
1: on a 3 1 combio, (laughs) and he just hooked it to right field.
0: How how far are we talking? How far are we talking here?
1: So there's like a little – there's like a hill on right field, and then like there's seating. He
0: hit to the seats. He hit it to the seats. Yeah, he did. Okay. That's – I mean, respects to Huff because that guy – he made his debut this year. People for – he was an A-ball last year. He made his debut this year. Yeah. Isn't that bananas? Bananas. Could you even imagine that – like – How big of an adjustment that is? Because you saw it, right? I mean, you were playing against the big league guys. How big of an adjustment is that to go from a ball to going up and facing big league arms?
1: It's it's an adjustment for real. It's the big adjustment. I mean, you just gotta go in there and compete every day. That's all you have to do. And he same mindset every day.
0: I believe he hit like 360 this year too, which is I I wouldn't be surprised. He's he's definitely a good hitter, man. But. And we always do this. We do a minor league story of the week. We talk about the funniest minor league story in your whole career. You've been in the minors for a little bit. Obviously, you're still young. What is the funniest minor league story you have? And I'll give you a background. We talk about this. We've had fans climbing foul poles drunk. We've had police officers. We've had police officers arresting people. We've had fans just randomly in the dugout. Let Let's get yours here. I
1: think I was doing an on field dance thing with one of these, with one of the paid dancer guys. And (laughs) we tackle this shark, and I end up slipping, and the shark falls on me. And he's like literally on me. I'm trying to get up under him. How weird was that? Was that awkward? How awkward was that? It really wasn't awkward because luckily it was inflatable. So, I mean, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like body to body contact. I was just under it.
0: Oh, I thought I thought it was like the dancer fell on you, and it was just like an awkward like, holy shit! No, (laughs) like we had to go
1: tackle the shark, and while in the midst of tackling him, like I got underneath him.
0: Okay, so you were you were you were like doing a football tackle? Is that what you were doing? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, you and this is completely off topic. Did you play football in high school? You had to.
1: I played in middle school.
0: Middle school? Okay, were you just bullying kids?
1: I would have. I would have played in high school, but my dad wouldn't. My mom wouldn't let oh, me.
0: Okay, let's talk about the parents for a second here. So, is okay. your dad is your dad the kind of guy that if someone comes at you online on Twitter, is he just cooking their ass up?
1: Uh, nah, he probably just pull up to your crib. Okay, he's one of those guys. He doesn't okay. really talk. He'll just more actions speak for words. Okay, so. so I'll
0: I'll do that for him, and I and I say this to the show: every guy that comes on this, you're now my guy. So anyone that roast Simeon Woods Richardson online your dad maybe sends me a text sends me a dm whatever i'll come right at them i will say some disgraceful shit at these people they come at you i'm your burner account so just stay tuned for that okay i mean that's just what we're doing all right and you mentioned the video when you got drafted you're obviously hugging your mom you're probably crying was there little tears be honest Was a little tears oh
1: was tears galore
0: okay what's she like is, is she like before, me or she'll come at people, or
1: even my name gets called uh I'm crying. We're both crying.
0: <laughs> so you just when you're thinking about it, you're just what you're yeah, thinking about. us, just, just thinking about it. And is your mom more like me? Because and I don't know about this. And I, I my think- my mom is a fanatic. Okay. So and this she- is why. This is why, because uh, when we've had Blue Jays guys on that you know, or Chase Sugar, she's retweeted like shit from the podcast. She's favorited stuff from the podcast. She might be a fan of the show. You might have to tell her you're on this because I've seen her on the online will probably timeline. See her later. I'm telling you, she's been on this show. I She she knows about this show. That's why she's a fan of the program. I'm not surprised. Does she come at people online that come at you or say anything about about the trade or anything like no, that? No.
1: She 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 would literally just just look. That's all she does. She just looks and looks and looks and looks and, and favors and we tweets
0: and yeah. does this and does okay. that, but she's a fanatic. So she's, so she's, she's, the, she's just a big fan of yours. Fanatic. She's a big, big fan, fan of yours.
1: Only, only missed one practice on my
0: whole life. Big fan. Holy, so what about the minor league games? Are they coming down to watch you all the time? Oh, they came down all the
1: time, yeah. Okay, so they're big fans. Prob- there was probably only... 10 stars they didn't come
0: see okay so they're just big fans of yours man that's good you know what i can't wait for i can't wait for that debut of yours when sportsnet just puts the camera to your mom and your dad when you when you throw that first pitch get that first strike out who's gonna cry <laughs> first who's gonna cry first you probably guess?
1: my mom and my dad's gonna be jumping up and screaming
0: okay so your, your dad's gonna be that guy that might go viral on twitter that's yeah for be. sure okay for sure all right, we'll finish it off with this. We're going to get a little sentimental here. What's kind of your goals going into next year? Are you looking to go to New Hampshire? Maybe, fuck it, we'll go to Buffalo. What What's kind of the goals you have kind of set for next year?
1: Next year, I would like to be in Toronto. Okay. That's my goal.
0: Okay, and what a goal. Because we've had a couple good things here. Jordan Groshans, obviously, he he called his shot on this show. He said when he makes his debut, he's hitting a nuke. He called it. He called okay. it on this show. I believe it. So you're, we're gonna call a debut from you next year because you saw AK do it. Anthony K did it this year or last year, I believe. So let's get you up to the show now. Screw it. We don't need more arms. We got you coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so that's ideally, ideally your goal is to be pitching at Rogers Center next year. Hopefully, there's fans. Yep, And we don't know if there's going to be actual fans allowed at the game. So that's just – We don't know. That's a toss-up. So maybe I, if I were you, I'd think about maybe waiting another year for that debut (laughs) (laughs) there's fans in the stadium. But anyways, though, man, I mean – and wait, no, no. Wait, before I end this, when you get that call-up, we're we're going to have to need first dibs on the source here. I'm going to need you to send me the eye emoji on Instagram. Sorry. Mama gets first dibs. No, no, no. no. no, no, I I don't want first dibs. I want first dibs from the fan perspective, the podcast perspective. When you get that call to the show, I want you to either send me – we say this to every guest. Sam Huff actually did it to us. I want the eye emoji or Drake saying, let's go on the Raptors sideline. That's the two things we need from you when you make that debut. I got
1: the eye emojis for you. All right, Golden.
0: Well, anyways, man, what an electric interview, an electric guest, the guy that's going to be pitching for the Toronto, my Toronto Blue Jays for a very long time sometime soon. I'm excited to see what your future holds, man. And obviously front of the show. So anytime we need you back on the show, you're kind of obligated to do it now. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to officially unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at a fish on a fish pod and on Instagram at officially unofficial pod. Thank you.